Good morning, everybody. It's a bonus book podcast. Yes, we just did one yesterday. <laughs> We're going to do another one today. <laughs> Here we are again. So um, so this is the CC and JT Amateur Half Hour. No production values. We talk about, generally, we talk about writing. We talk about the tools for writing. We try to give folks the benefit of our mutual experience. Uh, but we've discovered something today, which is very, very funny. <laughs> we've done something like 20-something episodes of this. Yes. I'm getting close to 30. And what our what our what our, uh, our <clears throat> what our routine is 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 um, on Sundays we pick up groceries from Walmart, and then on the way back uh, we pick up a, a couple of breakfasts from McDonald's. We don't do McDonald's regularly, but we pick up a couple of breakfasts from McDonald's and we get a large coffee. And because of the three day weekend, we uh, held off on doing the shopping until today, and so we're do, we're doing our Sunday routine on Monday, and we're drinking our coffee here, and we're going. Why aren't we podcasting? Why aren't we podcasting? <laughs> so we're going to call this something like, you know, Pavlov's dogs or something like that. The the uh, the coffee rang a bell and we're... We're salivating. We're salivating. <laughs> so we're doing a podcast. And if you don't understand the reference, look it up. It's very interesting. Yeah, basic. Yeah, it's uh, basically uh, conditional reflexes, I think yes. is the phrase, but I may be wrong there. So we... Um, uh, so we wanted to go off script today because we're really not going to talk about writing, though. Um, well, we may end up talking about writing. We managed to throw it in there usually. We managed to throw it in there anyway. But we were thinking that, you know, we, we sort of made it as a throwaway joke on these podcasts, if you know, about couples counseling. This is our this is our weekly couples counseling where we actually do something which probably more couples could do is basically we sit down for half an hour across from each other. We just talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Because we, we we're not dumb. We know what the listenership is on our podcast. It's, it's almost nothing. Maybe a few friends here and there. A few friends that are there. So so really, the value of this podcast, you know, we 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 rationalize to ourselves that we're sharing our great experiences as as unsuccessful writers. But basically, what we're really doing is we're just taking a pause in the week uh, before the work week, sitting down, talking to each other, uh, focusing on each other without any real outside distractions because we turn off our phones. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we really have going is the computer sitting here between us, right. but we're not looking at anything on it except for the actual podcasting software. Yeah. We, we do that to keep the, you know, to, there's a timer on there because we're limited to 30 minutes. And of course, because we're using the, uh, the pod, the podcast, uh, application that comes with our website. So we're restricted to 30 minutes there. And besides, I think if we went more than 30 minutes, we'd be blathering more than we'd be all over the map anyway. We would have to really plan things out yeah, and stick to the script. Production values. Yeah, yeah and, let's uh, not do that. that. That's boring. Yeah. Uh, but but we, since we, I will take a quick side thing here. And uh, if you are a writer and you do want to be interviewed by us, then we will go off, off this application. We will go to 60 minutes and... Uh, give folks a chance to fully, uh, you know, fully develop their work of art on our podcast. So. And what we could do, I don't know, I don't think I mentioned this to you, but one way of doing this would be is maybe we could send you a set of questions and you mm-hmm. could answer those questions and then we can, um, you know, you could record yourself basically and we can post it or host it. Yeah, we'll figure that stuff out. On our out. website. So yeah. that's that's a possible way of doing it because we're not really thinking you have to be in our area and in person to do this. Yeah, and we, need, we of course, need to respect COVID protocols. Some people Definitely. don't, some people do, some people don't. A lot so, of people don't. So, but let's talk about the marriage thing. Let's, let's be blunt. Oh, and do let's we talk, have to do that? Yeah, we kind of, yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're drinking coffee. Oh, coffee and marriage go together? 
doing ours. <laughs> Not for a long time. Yeah. But, okay. So uh, 14,339. That's a long time. 14,339 days since you and I were married. Yes. 39 years, three months, and two days, including today. Or 471 months. Wow. Four, it's like, the wow. numbers are baffling. The numbers are overwhelming. So <clears throat> so we do thought we, I'm sorry, excuse me. Can we drink some coffee here? The smoke is getting better, but we're probably having some fall allergies now. Too. Yeah. So we thought that we would sit down and give you the benefit of our experience as, you know, being married for, you know, 39 years, being in a, mo a monogamous relationship for almost 40 years as of January 3rd. See, I remember those dates. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we're saying January 3rd? Yeah, because I proposed on, you know, I proposed on January 1st. And you... I know. What? Nothing. It's January 4th? No, 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 no. I'm just thinking that you didn't mention why it was January 3rd. Usually you bring that up. Yeah, well, well let's not go there. Oh, okay. So we're going to tell you exactly how our marriage succeeds in, very, in a very quick phrase here, and then we're going to go to build on it. We have no idea. <laughs> it's every day working on it, I think. Yeah. It just, you kind of have to go with the flow. I know I really do think we have no idea what works because we do have similarities, but we do have differences like every people, everybody does. And uh, I, I would like to think that there's some sort of magic formula that could be applied, but there, you know, it's every couple has their own way of working it out. <coughs> Excuse me. I think one, uh, one thing that, one thing that uh, helped us is exactly what you said is that, you know, take every day as it comes, work every day and so on and so forth. And I think that's uh, some part of why marriages fail. Uh, there's actually a thousand reasons why marriages oh, fail. So yeah. many. And the taking each day as it comes, I think it's like looking at your partner with fresh eyes every day and not taking them for granted. Yeah. And uh, I think I should say right up front, uh, your parents were married for uh for the duration yes. until your mom passed yes uh which by the way is an anniversary isn't it we just did, did that anniversary actually i i think it might be today you yeah, know so uh salutations and condolences to elizabeth i um, didn't even think about it this year because yeah. everything's been so strange but yes i think it was nine years ago today yeah so uh you're in our thoughts but uh <clears throat> my point being not to bring bring it down of course but we do need to we do need to acknowledge her presence in our marriage because your parents may not have been the best model of married couples, but they were the old school model, I should say, of of um, when you marry somebody, you stay married to somebody. No matter and, how hard it gets. Yeah, and, it, and your parents got had a bad. very, very rough marriage. They did. But uh, I remember, for me, uh, we were in the room when your mother passed away. Uh and the the memory for me is you know you know your father just hovering and knowing what was happening and being there because uh, it's, it that would be very difficult for some couples it would be almost impossible but he was there he was taking care of her up until the very last moment and even after because um, we had to wait for the hospice nurse to come out and pronounce her mm -hmm. he lives somewhat remote from town and uh, you know just preparing her, choosing the 
the outfit, right? The whole thing, her last outfit, and um, dealing with the the remnants of her last years, which was all the medication and everything that she'd been on, and it was like a dining room table full of medication. Yeah. So it was there was a bit of carryover after that, and um, yeah, I mean the the problems they had, and they were and they a had lot of problems. They had some doozies, but the. Um, I guess they were faithful to each other in their own way. You know, uh, that, that's, and, you know, we, we should be blunt about this is, is uh, our track record in respecting their, their, their marriage is not really awesome because, you know, we being kids ourselves at the time, you know, we didn't have a lot of respect for a lot of things, but uh, looking back at those times and then looking at the way that your father took care of your mother uh, is 100% deserving of respect. Oh, very much so. And, uh, you know, there was the possibility of doing hospice right. in a, you know, like a hospice facility or something. But she was at home in the living room in a hospital bed and the and, whole yeah. thing. So she was at home until the very end. Yeah, you know, they when they decided there was nothing else they could do in the hospital. And one second she was there and one second she wasn't. Yes. But uh, it was peaceful. It was peaceful. It was as painless as it could be. And again, uh, kudos to your father who uh, really, really hung in there. I do have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. It was not an easy time. Right. Uh, then we go to the other end of the scale, and we talk about my parents' <laughs> marriage models. And uh, uh, we should preface it by saying is that my dad, who uh, is, uh, is alive in on the East Coast, uh, he has been married to his current partner for just a little bit longer than you and I have been married. Was mm-hmm. it? They got married, I think, in the same year. They did. Yeah, uh, but uh, but reality is that that was his fifth try at marriage. Fifth try at marriage. My mom was his second try at marriage. So he was married five times before he uh, before he uh, figured it out. And Joanne is you know awesome. So the two of them have worked it out and hung in there for the long time. But uh, yeah, he's been married just a little bit longer. They've been married just a little bit longer than us. My mom never did figure it out. My mom never did figure out. She also was married five times. Uh, twice, but in your mom, yeah, yeah, twice, twice, to, the same twice to the same per- to the same person, but still between uh be- between my parents, uh, there's five wor- wedding uh, ceremonies, you know, and uh, you know, that's, well, that's them. Uh, but so, and they were the model, and of course, uh, we're talking about the '60s and '70s for them. So they were the model of the folks that were, you know, that believed that marriage was not a permanent state, that was not something that that could be worked out. That didn't they didn't hang in there, and through my experience, I've I've seen seen you know not only their marriages but I've seen other marriages that you know that I was surprised to succeed, and flip side of that marriages that fell apart that I was surprised that fell apart, and so there's no my point being after talking about your 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 parents' mar- marriage and my parents' multiple marriages <laughs> uh, that there there doesn't seem to be a one size fits all thing. There do seem to be two sides of the spectrum with us. And that it's interesting, too, that our relationship has withstood the test of time, considering we had such different childhood backgrounds. But in some ways, our childhood backgrounds were very similar, which we were also talking about recently. But you also had um, a friend who was married. Like, I think they're coming up on 40 now, aren't they? Like, was it this month? Mm, Which friend? Ori. Oh, right. Yeah, they're. As a matter of fact, it's uh, uh, I think it's either the fifteenth or seventeenth. So. Yes. And when they got married, you know, I, I 
you know, I don't want to say I was surprised, but I'm happy that it's lasted as long as it has. And right. they have many kids and grandkids and so on and so forth. I don't know what that's a, that's a scale of success or anything like that. But, you know, kudos to them, to Ori and Marina for, for, for being married as long as, and, and, that, and again, their, their marriage is uh, as successful as it is, you know, got off, got off uh, you know, they were kids just like us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we say every once in a while, babies having babies. When, when we see these young marriages and we just sort of shake our heads and then we, <laughs> we were even We younger. were so young. So, and I guess, um, you know, and marriages evolve just like people evolve. Mm-hmm. If you're this, and my, Muhammad Ali once famously said, if you're the same person you were 20 years ago, then you've wasted 20 years. That's true. And I think marriages are that way too. If 20, if your marriage is the same marriage as it was when you guys got started, then something's wrong because marriage is an opportunity and it's maybe more than an opportunity, a mandate to grow, to evolve. To you know, take two people and learn to to bounce things off each other and live together, and that's sort of what we did. Mm-hmm. We you know we it took us some time to get there because you know one of us is very headstrong and stubborn. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I know I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's the Irish in me. Yeah, it's the Irish in you. Yeah, you're definitely the problem child in this marriage. Well, the uh, and we keep talking about marriage, but honestly. The piece of paper. Mm. I once thought that that was the be all and end all because that's kind of how I was raised. And that's what I was meant to do type of thing. The piece of paper doesn't really mean anything. I mean, you get married, you get divorced. It's a legal process. The relationship is what's important, not that piece of paper. Yeah, And I think we have examples of that in our own lives with my aunt and uncle. Mm Mm-hmm who were shacking up in sin for many years before they formalized it. And they're still going strong today. Yes. Uh, that's, and that's another fantastic relationship that we have a lot of respect for because mm-hmm. uh, they are very different people. They're different people, <laughs> uh, but they, they communicate mm-hmm. and that's really, you know, they communicate and they let each other know exactly what their feelings are on, on subjects. And I think that really is the key. That is the core to a relationship, no matter what the relationship is. A professional work relationship with a, a supervisor, an employee, <clears throat> a relationship with a with, you know with somebody down at Walmart, you know anything, any kind Even of parent-child relationship. Parent-child relationship is communication, communication, communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell my employees, you know, um, I've been a supervisor for many years, and what I tell employees right up front is, is I believe that uh, respect is truth, and truth is respect. Uh, if you're doing your job, I'm going to tell you, but if you're not doing your job, I'm going to tell you. And that way they know right from the get-go that uh, there's a communication there and that if, uh, for them to be effective or that for them to be effective in my eyes, because you know I set the standards for the team, mm-hmm. uh, for them to be effective in my eyes, that I have to let them know what those standards are and when they are falling outside those standards. Now, fortunately, at the moment right now, I am supervising two fantastic teams and yeah, there's problems with them, uh, you know, because of human beings. Uh, but and I am letting them know that when there are issues. But uh, I also find as I'm getting older and older that I'm having to do less and less that communication. And I'm just wondering is because I am getting older. <laughs> well, we do tend to, I think, focus more on what's really important, what you really need to bring up. Because yeah. sometimes the little things are just not worth it. Oh yeah, especially in a bureaucracy where sometimes things is like uh, my favorite my favorite button. One of my favorite buttons is dress codes. 
Oh, that's ridiculous. I don't care about dress codes. You right. know, as long as people, as long as people, you know, respect the, you know, the outside barriers of it. But no, I'm not going to do a jeans check and I'm not going to do a, a blouse check or anything. If it's egregious, like, for example, if it's damaged jeans, which is a style, if it's damaged jeans, then you know, I'm going to say something. Not appropriate for the workplace. But, but, yeah, it's not appropriate for the workplace. But overall, you know, dress codes are really ridiculous. My, and I'm, now that we push that button, I'll, I'll cut this off, except for saying dress codes are what uh, senior managers use to, to, in my opinion, some senior managers will use to control, um, you know, lower paying employees who can't afford to abide by the dress code and go to Walmart to spend more money that they have to, to get clothes that fall apart after three months and in order, yeah, okay, no, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's another podcast. Oh, that's, a, I, yeah, you pushed my, I pushed my own button there. Yes, but but my point, me. my point being is, um, it, truth is respect, respect is truth. And not only, you know, in a workplace relationship, but also in a marriage, uh, there has to be that common, that constant. Yeah. That I go with constant that need, goes to be that constant, uh, respectful communication. And along with that, and, you know, pushback on this, um, what I've seen firsthand is uh, is couples attacking each other versus attacking the problem. It's true. They, uh, the person becomes the embodiment of the problem, I think. It's yeah. like, um, well, you always do you this. this. Or oh. the toothpaste cap. The toothpaste okay? cap. That's, that's like a... A universal, it seems like. It's like, you leave the toothpaste cap off. And, and it like, dries out. I cannot believe I spend this money. You waste the toothpaste. Why? Uh, how I, we, hard always, is Every it? morning, I have to go in. Uh, I have to put the cap back on. The, see how ridiculous that sounds? It sounds absolutely ridiculous. It's, or the toilet paper roll or the socks by well, the bed. Well, that one you trained me on. <laughs> or that's the thing about early marriage is yeah. that you train each other. Oh, and that's a good point. We train each other. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's like you were not a big baseball fan. No. No. no now I'm probably bigger than you are. Okay, that's right. <laughs> and I'm not a really, you know, and I'm still kind of lazy when putting away my clothes, but I'm doing a little bit at a time. Although mm -hmm. I noticed the other day I had a stack of socks on the side of my bed. So, but I threw those. I threw those in there. But I'm working on it. I. I I, 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 I never can consider myself a finished product. I'm always a work in progress. Well, and, you know, I was a notorious clothes tosser for a long time, and I kind of broke myself of that habit. And so I try to kind of leave your things alone for the most part until it really starts to bug me. And then it's just like they'll magically either go in the laundry or go back in the drawer. <laughs> I, I try. I know you do. I try. That's but... why I don't bring it up. It's like, you know, we both have our things. We both have stresses going through on at work. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just not worth it. And it, it, there, there are things to some things. And we, we also need to point out that we have a couple of stressors. We do not have a couple of stressors in our life that a lot of couples have. And it's the two most common reason that couples do argue and maybe even break up. It's money and children. Mm-hmm. Money and children. We're empty nesters. Mm -hmm. So the money and children thing is taking care of itself. Yes. So yeah, back <laughs> when we had kids in the house and we had all the money issues, it was very stressful. It was very every day was was a struggle, but uh, but we attacked the problem, not each other. We we came we up with had a few disagreements. You know, well, there was like you know there were the simmering. Uh, because I was a stay-at-home mom for a while, and we were a one-income family. And with 
three kids. And, uh, and that's that's also needs to be said. I was working more than one job too, at many, yes. many, many, many times. And going to school. And going to school. So. so that was incredibly stressful on you. And I do, I do have regrets about that. Mm-hmm. But we did have the, you know, we have strong-willed kids who didn't want to do particular things, and you know, there were a variety of things happening, and yeah. so. It seemed like the right choice at the time. Looking back, eh, who knows? Yeah. But it's over and done with. Yeah. So we guess it's we need to. Pre- I guess we should have prefaced this. You know, this whole podcast right from the beginning by saying that we do not have those two major stressors in our life. But what ha- those two major stressors can be dealt with again is communication. Is just constant communication, and um, and probably you know screwing scoring uh, down the ego thing too because. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is easy, very easy, when talking about those two subjects, to let the ego come forth. You realize, you know, if money, money I've seen and you've seen mm-hmm. many times. Uh, the both the uh, having too much or having too little, and, or having sudden money really or reveals that re- one making a lot more than the other yeah, one, re- and it reveals character. Like it does. Money, I think. I think money more than children reveals reveals character, and uh, and. Both of those stressors uh, really, but the one stressor money, I think, reveals more about a person's character than anything. You take money away from a person and you'll start to see how they are under stress. You'll see those uh, onion layers stripped away and see the core of the person. We've seen instances where people have also gotten too much money. Mm-hmm. and um, It doesn't look pretty, it's, really. They, they're not making wise decisions. No. They're not making long-term decisions. They're about scratching itches they haven't scratched in the past. Maybe nothing wrong with that, but it, it. But you know, it's like you know, the, the future is not going anywhere. Well, and the problem is, I think that they're trying to fulfill needs that they think they have to make themselves happy, and the money isn't going to do that. That's yeah. there's something going on inside themselves that they need to look at, right. and yeah. you know, no matter how much money they have, they're never going to fix that until they figure out what's going on. Yeah. And that kind of plays into the relationship too, because if they have that emptiness inside them and this, you know, some other empty nesters, people will be married, you know, 40, 50 years and get divorced because all of a sudden they look at their partner and go, why am I here? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of sad too, because again, when we said this before, marriage is a work in progress. Marriage, Mm -hmm. marriage evolves, relationships evolve. And if, if one person stays in one place, while the other one matures, or maybe what's the opposite of mature? Well, I mean, you can regress. To regress, you know, the other person regresses and one person matures, then maybe it is best for a relationship to end, especially if there's pain involved. Um, oh, that's definitely. And that's another thing that's in our marriage, that is not in our marriage, that's in many marriages, is, a, is domestic violence, domestic abuse. Either physical or emotional. Yeah, and... Uh, maybe we don't want to go too far down that road, but I have seen that firsthand also, uh, domestic abuse, Mm -hmm. physical violence. And, uh, I only have one piece of advice if that's existing in anybody's relationship and that's get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. That's probably the one constant. It's if you are at that point of a relationship, you do not want to stay around because it's only going to escalate. It's only going to, and again, I've seen it where the person... Uh, it, the violent person does the abuse and then comes back around, says prom- promises they'll never do it again. And it's a vicious know, cycle. And, and uh, man, I could just set an egg timer from from that, and then it's going to happen again. And it, it always it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. It happens with all sorts of uh, 
issues such as alcohol abuse, drug abuse, physical abuse. Those they all have the same cycle where the person shows regret, the person shows uh, sorrow, the person makes promises, the person starts to edge through those promises and then edge outside the promises, and then it's just a cycle and it just happens over and over again. If you are in a situation where there is abuse going on, whether it's physical, drug, alcohol, or anything like that, and you've seen it more than twice where the person has said, I promise it'll never happen again, get out. Get out now. Yes. That's it's that's one that you really don't want to uh, do the whole, oh, no, but I can change them. Oh, because yeah, you can't. No, they no, need to, no. a lot of cases, they need really serious help. And if they're not willing to get that help, then you just can't stay around. Yeah, there's, there's an old French saying, and I, I don't know what it is in French, but I will say that... Uh, uh, women uh, get married. Women, when when p- two people get married, women expect the men to change, and men expect the women not to change. Um, uh, here's the newsflash: uh, sometimes men do not change. It's true. Uh, and they so that uh, that fa- that uh, fascinating guy that you married because he has these kind of youthful exuberance and so, stuff like that, and has those kinds of habits and views and stuff like that, and that you hope. And I shouldn't just say women because it's men too, but you hope that they they grow out of that. Guess what? Sometimes they don't. they don't and sometimes they get worse. If you're in a cycle of an abuse, get out, get out, get out. Now, that's a good point. And that's something that you don't really want to, you know, you have to really think about your own safety and security. Yeah. Well, this took a bummer of a turn, but it's. Uh, but yeah. I think that it's. I think also, but there's value to it. Uh, sometimes people need to hear stuff like this. It's true. They just need to hear from the outside looking in uh, that you know they don't recognize themselves when when they hear advice like that. But yeah, we're we're trying. Uh, Thirty nine years, you know, almost forty years of a monogamous relationship. It's like the commercial says. We've seen a lot of things. Well, and it's well over half our lives that yeah. we've spent together. We spent more time with each other than we did with our families. Yeah, we spent more time with each other than we have with our kids now because, yes. you know, they've moved on to, to their own cycles. And so it's, you know, it's so we, we're doing something right. Well, I know I'm doing something right because <laughs> I, I managed to marry the finest person I've ever met. So oh. if I, so if we're still together, then I did something right there. I think you need to meet more people. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, no, so, I think the uh, it's it is a mystery why some marriages work and why some don't. Sometimes you look at a marriage and go, "Oh yeah, I can see exactly why that one didn't work." But in most cases, it's kind of like, "But they seem so good together. Yeah. I wonder why." And so, we just don't know what other people are going through. So we've managed to burn through another almost half hour. So in a few seconds we have left, what do, why do you think our marriage works? I think it's what you said, communication and mutual respect. You? Oh, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a sense of humor. Oh, the sense of humor helps. Yeah, especially, Definitely. Especially you. and Well, at least you stopped pointing. Okay, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, oh we're not, oh, that's you a visual that we don't want to do there. You went there. I, yeah, I went there. I believe you went there. Oh, that was pretty evil of me. Oh. I can't Actually, one of the most common phrases that I have said throughout the course of our marriage is... What? 
behave yourself. Oh, behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's she, she wasn't being subtle there, folks. She was actually telling me to behave myself right now. So <laughs> <laughs> that is probably something I have said more than anything else in our relationship. Behave uh, yourself. Other than, I'm sorry. Oh well, that's that's probably another whole that's, podcast. That's a tick. That's a, that's that just is a, a tick. That's just a, that's a nervous. That's a product of childhood too. No, yeah, that's a nervous tick though. But that's not a you know you don't even realize that you're saying it until you said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, this was definitely the uh, CC and JT couples counseling half hour. <laughs> wow, we went places I did not predict we were ever going to go. Oh, we yeah, went that, the whole range there, didn't we? That took a major bummer of a turn, but, but it went, and it's funny because we started out with such a humorous, like, "Oh my God, we have coffee. We need to do a podcast. <laughs> what well, the heck is going on?" Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay, we're running out. Got to. I do know. The, Over it. all these years, what's your fondest memory? Oh, that's another podcast. That, you can't a, come up with just one quick one. Uh, the kids being born. That's a good one. Just those those three days, probably, uh, if not the best days of my life, pretty darn close. Yeah, from my side, they were a little rough. But... Yeah, they were a little rough. <laughs> but, uh, the kids being born. No, uh, I agree. Very quick. Your your best day. Every day with you. Oh, you're so full <laughs> of shit. <laughs> anyway, this is the CC JT Amateur Hour. CC's over there. And JT's Jazzy's over somewhere. somewhere over there. You can hear about more of these podcasts and everything else on our website at carsonhume.com. We want feedback. Please send us feedback, especially about the two idiots on this podcast. <laughs> yes. And before we go anywhere, just one more thing. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love, I love you. you. Oh, oh gross. Okay, we got to go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mon cher. Well, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. Have a great week.